Hello and welcome to another edition of Top Gun Talks Agriculture. My name is Dave Orr and I'm the Regional Sales Manager in Canada. And today I'm excited to be joined by Curtis DeGoyer. Curtis is an agronomist by trade and works at Forgo Industries as an agronomy team leader. Welcome to Top Con Talks, Curtis, and thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, I know I'm yeah, excited to be here. I'm see where the conversation goes, I guess, today and see what we uh, see what really comes out. So it'll be good. I'm excited too. So Curtis, uh, as I mentioned, you uh, currently are the agronomy team leader for Borgo Industries. Uh, maybe if you just want to tell our listeners what exactly uh, your background is, kind of uh, how you got to where you are today. Sure. I uh, guess, you know, started off a little farm here in uh, Saskatchewan, Canada. I uh, grew up with about 1,100 acres or so and mixed cattle, cattle and grain. Headed off to University of Saskatchewan in Saskatoon. I uh, worked for a couple of years at Cargill as an agronomist there. So scouting acres for guys. And so getting a lot of, uh, yeah, a little bit of experience there, I would, I would say, and, you know, seeing a lot of different crops. And then this opportunity came up in St. Bruce, Saskatchewan, uh, at Borgo and, uh, kind of jumped on it. There is, uh, there's some talk about being able to travel around and, and do my own research and, and play with the brand new equipment. So I thought that sounded pretty, uh, pretty sweet to me. So I kind of jumped on that opportunity. And so I've been up here since, uh, 20, 2014, uh, I've been at, at, at Borgo Industries. So coming up to eight years now. Nice. And now is, is St. Brew closer to home for you or, or further away? Uh, St. Brew, a uh, little town of Kelleher uh, is about oh, two and a half hours, 250 kilometers away there to the south. So Awesome. And so what exactly is your role at Borgo now? Sure. Yeah, it's a good question. I get that one a uh, few times. What's an agronomist doing at equipment manufacturing? And, uh, you know, basically what it comes down to is, you know, we build equipment here to put, put seed and fertilizer in the ground. Uh, we better know how that interaction works. And so what my role is, uh, is to kind of take in, kind of combine actually that whole agronomy world with, uh, with the equipment manufacturing world, kind of be that bit of a bridge, right? What's happening in both of those uh, areas. Uh, and then being able to, let's say, bring in information from agronomy, from the agronomic world to say, hey, you know what, we need equipment to do this. And, and then, you know, talk with our engineers, kind of, I guess, bring them up to speed on what's happening in the industry. Um, and then the other part of it, too, is uh, these trials. Uh, we do a lot of uh, equipment trials where we're playing with fertilizer and seed placement and different rates uh, using different types of equipment. Uh, so that kind of helps us, you know, in the design of different equipment uh, coming down the line, whether it's a whole new strategy or a whole new way of doing something or just proving some things out. Uh, and then once we have these results, actually the extension work, going and giving presentations, uh, taking questions from, you know, producers, our customers are not our customers. You know, we're, we've got a lot of research here that guys are finding interesting. Um, and then just, again, just being that liaison between the two, the two industries, the agronomic world and the manufacturing world. Now, is, is that something that's common that maybe um, end users or producers don't recognize about equipment manufacturing is that it's common to have an agronomist on staff that's helping drive research and, and helping understand how their own equipment can be better in the application that they're working in? Right. Um, I would say that there's getting to be more and more kind of agronomists on staff at uh, at different Different manufacturing things, some of our, you know, close competitors, they've had agronomists on staff. Some of them were actually even created by agronomists. Um, so, yeah, the, the, you know, there is that link. But I would say what kind of sets uh, Borgo apart is we've got we've got a twenty three hundred acre farm here. 
and we're running it like a commercial farm. So we're, we're understanding some of just the, you know, logistics and, and different things that guys would be going through. Uh, and then we take a lot of, or some of that land and we actually divvy it up into these smaller trials and, and do, you know, hundreds of these larger scale field replicated trials. So I would say that no other manufacturer is doing quite to the extent, uh, you know, in our, in our, I guess, uh, specific industry and, you know, on the seating side of it. Um, but I would say that most do have some kind of agronomic uh, advisor on, on, on their team somewhere. Right. And, and so maybe just for the listeners, um, you can kind of give us a quick overview of, of what Borgo industry actually, uh, what, what that specific industry is. It's more of a broad acre seating than maybe a precision seating where um, they are working with widths of, you know, 65 or, or bigger feet widths at a time of, of planting and fertilizing in, in single passes, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So our kind of bread and butter is, uh, you know, it's kind of started off, you know, in, in 1974, the very first uh, cultivator was kind of introduced and, uh, you know, that that's where Borgo originated from was cultivating, working up the soil. And, you know, since then moved more into our bread and butter being the the seeding side of it. We still make cultivators, we make harrows, but our drills are really what uh, really set us apart. Uh, a no-till drill. So yeah, we're putting down seed and fertilizer in a, in a single pass without having to work up the soil ahead of time. Uh, you know, our most common size of drill that we sell right now is 76 feet wide. And our most common tank that we sell uh, that gets coupled with that drill is a 950 bushel. Now we make up to hundred foot drills and we also make up to 1300 bushel carts. And actually those 1300 bushel carts are getting to be more and more popular. Uh, so definitely broader acres um, is, is what our main target has been or has been in the past. Uh, but we do have smaller drills we're coming online with now two 30 and 40 foots with onboard tanks on there. And, and, and we just moved into the singulation world now, uh, you know, where we have singulators on board, we can, we can singulate corn, plant corn and fertilize at the same time. So that's going to be really interesting moving forward. That's going to be able to open up a couple more uh, industries or, or areas, I would say, geographically speaking, um, you know, into the future here. So that's pretty exciting, but, but you're right, Dave, it's, we're larger equipment. We're not gonna, we're not going downtown, uh, you know, in Toronto or, or anywhere like that. Right. We're, we're, we're pretty big equipment. So we're not talking 12 row box planters right now. We're talking a lot of acres in, in single days and in, in multiple yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're hundreds of acres a day is, you know, the guy's goals, right? And and a lot of a lot of the farms now are are multiple, multiple units in a field uh of this size. So just to get a give a bit of a indication of the sizes of farms that we're that we're kind of working with for sure. Yeah. And I've been lucky enough to, you know, sit in on some of your extension work. I've been at different events, uh, whether it's a trade show or whether it's a, a you know, a show that Borgo has put on themselves. Um, at their research farm or, or what would it be? And I understand the value added that a, you know, a position such as yourself or your counterpart, Jeff, bring to those conversations. But what's been the feedback from maybe a, end users about an agronomist on staff that's actually doing the work, playing in the same soil that they're playing in and being able to actually speak to what this machine can do for them? Yeah, you know, actually the other... The other day, literally a couple of days ago, got a call from a guy I'd never met him before and he... Uh, yeah, he was, 
you know, he had a couple of questions. We post all of our results online. So he just wanted to follow up with a few questions. And he said, you know, it's, it's pretty sweet. Like I go online, I had these specific questions and all of a sudden, you know, he found himself on our website and there's, there's the questions he was asking and we've got the trials for it. Right. So, um, exactly to your point, guys are, are, are really liking that ability to, to get that information that really pertains to their, to their farm. And, uh, and, and honestly, that's where these trials and, you know, a lot of the work that we do and questions that we ask ourselves are, are stemming from is, you know, from talking with producers, right. And, and what's happening out there. And then we put it into the right. trials. So, uh, you know, overall, I, <laughs> I think it's been, I think it's been good. You know, of course you'll have, you'll have some other guys out there, you know, ah, you're doing the trial. So, you know, how much can we really believe about, you know, what you're doing, right. If you're trying to sell us something and, you know, right. okay, I, I guess I can respect that uh, to a certain degree, but you know, we're definitely doesn't help us to, to, to not find the true answers the quickest. Right. So uh, overall it's been, it's been really, I think it's been really good. So and I, and I, I would have to imagine uh, being working in the sales industry myself that the salesmen for, for Borgo and probably the dealership salesmen really enjoy being able to talk to an end user. And when they want to mo- know more information, they have a resource such as yourself where it's a, where you've used the same tools that they've used and, and been able to get the results that they desire. So <laughs> as a, as a sales staff, I bet you they certainly appreciate having a, a resident knowledge such as a, an agronomist or agronomy team on their side for sure. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd like to think so, but I never know these, you know, these salesmen out there. Hey, all of a sudden if I tell a customer something, maybe they don't want to hear. I, I don't know if they really appreciate us at that point, but I mean, I'd like to believe it's for the, for the, the, the good of, for the customer and the company. So. Yeah. And, and one thing that, uh, you, you know, you kind of hit on here today that I guess I haven't really put together is, is you guys aren't just going out and testing you know, what the best formula of rate to fertilizer or, or spacing or any of that is, um, you know, between seeds in the same row, but you guys are also doing testing on your own equipment to see if, you know, maybe 10 inch spacing is better compared to 12 inch spacing. If that's a design that you guys should go with or vice versa, or maybe the air delivery system to the openers of the, of the fertilizer or velocity of air and stuff like that. So it sounds like you're doing a lot more than just you know, what, what probably a lot of people stereotypically would say an agronomist is doing when it comes to looking at test plots, you're, you're actually testing the machine itself too, correct? Yeah, absolutely. With, you know, we've got a, you know, we get a new drill every other, every couple of years and we're always testing out, you know, the, the, the latest and greatest coming down the pipeline, you know, uh, yeah. whether it be, yeah, like you said, mechanical or, or on the tech side of it, um, which can make for some, you know, some frustrating times, but you know, it's better that we kind of go through this, first and then you know we can test it out and before it gets into the hands of the producers who you know when it's time to go they got to go they can't be monkeying around so for sure we're we're trying to do as much of that as we can and then provide that feedback uh back to the engineers here yep and there must there must be some validation between what maybe the salesmen are hearing from the field about what they what end users would like in the future and kind of what engineering things they can do and whether or not it's a viable thing you know for the marketplace probably is, is a probably combination between a lot of different sources inside the walls of, of any OEM, not just specifically Borgo. Well, for sure. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of good ideas. There's a lot of ideas I can float it across. Right. And, you know, you got to kind of pick through some of them. Uh, some of them might seem like a real good idea and uh, you know, when it gets put into practice, 
it's all of a sudden, eh, maybe that didn't work out the way a guy thought it would. And so, yeah, you got to pick through it and, and uh, yeah, but obviously yeah. coming from the field, right. <laughs> the best ideas are the ones that come from the field and they're the ones sure. that apply the best too. Right. So. Well, yeah. Um, today we're joined on Top Come on Talks Agriculture by Curtis DeGoyer from uh, Borgo Industries, agronomy team leader. Um, thanks for filling us in on kind of what you do with Borgo and what Borgo does for uh, or within the industry. Um, but just a couple of questions uh, since we got you on the line here, maybe turning towards agronomy as a whole. Um, you said that you've been working at Borgo since 2014. So in those seven years or eight years, I guess it is, um, and then even your time at Cardiol after university, what are some of the trends you've seen develop or, or change um, in your industry specifically that, that kind of have revolutionized farming specific to agronomy? Well, that's a pretty, uh, yeah, it's a pretty big question. Um, yeah, putting you on the hot seat today, Curtis. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the one thing that comes to mind right away, right, is just uh, just on the technology side and, and you know, tracking, tracking what, what you're doing uh, within all all aspects of, of the, you know, of the farm, right. So, you know, seeding to spraying to harvest, um, that, that, that information transfer, uh, to me, like when I was at Cargill there, right. It was, you know, we were, we were sort of playing around with some VR stuff and, and honestly, <laughs> wow, that program's now has since shut down. So I can kind of speak blatantly, but like, it's, it was, it was very, well, here you guys go, uh, go out there and see if you can sell this VR stuff. Right. And, and, and nowadays, I mean, there's some companies out there right now that it's so it's, it's, it's very detailed, very specific, uh, on the fields and, and, and very, very much, um, represents the field digitally. Um, so there's, you know, that part of it, uh, but then also, you know, what, what gets applied, uh, what gets sprayed, uh, what gets harvested and now turning those zones, uh, of the field, let's say, uh, looking at, you know, how much is going in, how much is going out per zone and, and how do you track that? And this whole, like, you know, agronomy, well, precision agronomist, it seems to be more of a, a common, you know, either position I see posted, um, or just, you know, in general, in the job descriptions, you know, you're gonna have to be dealing with a lot of, you know, a lot of this data and how do you, how do you manage it? Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say that's probably one of the biggest things that has evolved here as of, you know, as of late, it's always been there, but it's really seems to be a big push in that arena right now. Yeah. And, and I think to add to that, you know, I know you and I have talked in the past about importing and exporting, you know, data to and from the consoles that Borgo uses are the Topcon X35 um, or other monitors. Right. And I think it's truly become a, a big part in uh, an agronomist's daily life is importing and exporting data through all of the different colors of monitors out there. Um, and I know some agronomists have adapted that and some agronomists aren't so excited about that, but it's certainly here and it's not going away anytime soon. No, that's, that's a lot of the questions I'm getting right now in the winter months here, right? Is, you know, how do we do this? How do we upload boundaries? How do we uh, export this up to this platform? And, you know, that's, that's uh, a very common, common conversation we're having. And, and for every color of every color of monitor out there, there's also a data platform that's being used that one farmer has or whatever, right? Exactly. There's a lot, there's a lot out there. So how do they jive? Right. You know, it's, it's, how do we get the clouds to talk to the clouds and uh, (laughs) heads up in the clouds, I guess, in some, some of these conversations. So. Yeah. And I think something that, you know, 
that I have seen in my time in the industry is that you, you go to a, maybe an agronomy seminar or something along those lines. Um, and the average age of agronomists seem to be kind of a little bit lower um, that are more eager to get out there and, and get that uh, information from companies such as Topcon or, or anybody like that. Right. And um, you definitely see that there is some wisdom in the room, but it, it does seem to be more of a, a younger position right now in the industry. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you might've got some guys fired up there who are listening to this right <laughs> now, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The guys and Perfect. girls out there. I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's something where, yeah, you know, we're kind of born into it now and in, into the technology of, of everything, right. Of everyday life. And, and there's, it's no different on the farm. And that's just it. It's, it's here and it's not going anywhere. So um, what I guess to, to build on that is, do you see any disruptions coming in the agronomy side of, of the farm that are going to be, you know, kind of continue to revolutionize this where in 10 years when the next generation is sitting here doing a podcast, they're talking about, what they've dealt with over the last 10 years. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a few, there's definitely a few things, um, out there. Um, there's some things I'd like to, you know, to see some more pushing on, um, you know, obviously the whole automation, I mean, that's a big one. Um, it, you know, it's, you know, getting, uh, in the field, uh, you send a piece of equipment out and it does the work with nobody in it. Right. There's, there's that, aspect of it for sure. And there's been a couple come and get released on, on that side. So I think, you know, it's, you know, that might just be more of a tech thing, but of course you ought to, you know, how does that, how does that automatically adjust to the agronomics that's going on that day though too, right? How deep is the moisture? Um, you know, how, how do we, how do we get to right. that point? And, and, and that's where, you know, the kind of the other thing is I'd like to see expanded on here is, uh, is sensors in general. Right. And, and everybody quite cringes, you know, everyone hears about you too many sensors and, you know, one goes wrong. Um, but what I've been finding is, you know, when they, when they work and they're robust, uh, it's, it's pretty cool to see that, uh, that information come in. Um, so an example of that, you know, would be, uh, you know, moisture meter, uh, real time, you know, how, how do we set our depth, uh, of the drill, let's say, right. As you're going through the field. Um, so I think that might be a potential thing where, you know, gone are the days of <laughs> not, not necessarily going out and checking, but, you know, you have this, this real time map showing up of where the moisture is on your, in your field, right down to the, you know, right. you know, within an inch or a half an inch or a quarter of an inch. Um, yep. so I think that, uh, I'm, I mean, maybe that's what I kind of hope, or I don't know if I hope, I, I think that could be beneficial to, you know, ensuring that every crop gets up and get going. Right. So that, that's obviously important. And, you know, if technology can do it better than humans, then we're winning. And in the past, that's, I mean, look at GPS, right? right? They always, uh, you know, you got the guy that says he can drive straight. Well, you're not going to drive straighter than GPS. Right. Um, so I, I think that, uh, you know, the sensor, some of that sensor technology, uh, it's come a long ways, but there's some, there's some more stuff we can still do with it. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that, that's such a common thing is that for 10 years at trade shows, guys would say that they didn't need steering. And now you don't even hear that comment anymore because almost everything has steering on it. Right. And yeah, we're kind of going through that phase right now with, with data management um, guys are still not hundred percent convinced about even variable rating or, you know, yeah. collecting data. A lot of guys do variable rating, but they, they don't collect it properly at harvest. And it just makes it that much more challenging for an agronomist to do proper work. Right. But every year, year over year, 
you get less and less in that and more adaptation of proper yield data collecting or variable rate executions on both the cedar and the sprayer um, that, you know, it's soon we're going to be talking about whether it's autonomy or, or whatever it is and, and how that properly fits in. And I think that's a valid point that you bring that there's so many variables that, you know, we might have a machine working out in a quarter and in Western Canada, if you're running a 20,000 acre farm and, you went home to get seed because your machine's running and that's 10 miles away. You don't know if it's raining or not. So how do we put those stop measures on and, and everything along those lines? Yeah. There's so many of those little, those little things that just pop up. The human brain can just process so easily, right? Well, how do you get, uh, yeah. you know, how, how do you get the the sensors and, the, and then the intel, you know, the artificial intelligence to get in there too. So, um, yeah, no, it's, you know, so from, yeah, we've been talking a lot here about agronomy and, and most of it's all about, you know, the tech side of it for sure. Right. And, and yeah. that's just kind of an indication of, of what, what I'm dealing with more and, and, you know, exactly what we're seeing more in the industry. Exactly. And, and so a question that I guess I could ask, it's a loaded question I know, but um, do you believe that the job of agronomist is easier because of the adaptation of precision egg? Um, different. I, I don't know about, you know, harder or easier. I mean, obviously there's more, there's more information at your fingertips. Right. Um, right. And it's, it's about getting that information then and making it useful to, you know, your, your farmer, your, your client, um, you know, so it's a different challenge though. Right. Cause now there's just so much, right. <laughs> so much information. So how yeah. do you, you know, how do you pull that out of there and, and, and really apply it? Um, so it, it's, it's it's just changed a little bit i would say yeah for sure and i guess it's a it's a different view of it now right where you know there's a lot more probably is there more desk work where we're working on variable rates in the background uh, and trying to get ready for spring rather than actual consultations out in the field working with an actual you know with the with the soil and with the with the end user in their fields? Well, definitely gives you opportunity to do a little bit more in the office. Um, yeah. Looking at some more screens, but you know, ultimately, ultimately I think most people who got into it do enjoy being out in the field would prefer to be right. out, me included. I love being out in the field and digging around. Right. And then, yeah. you know, seeing how the crop grows, it just, it just gives that extra layer of, of um, that you can go back and look at uh, later in the winter and, and assess then, right? Like how did that work? Um, when I put fertilizer there at that rate, you know, what, what happened and, you know, what you would rely on before I would say is, is pictures, but now it's, you know, just a camera or something like that. Now it's digitalized. It's, it's on your computer and you can, you can really look at it all year and, and, and kind of analyze it. So, um, I, I, yeah. So to your, to your question about, you know, what's, has it made it easier? Well, again, there's just more information to process. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, you still got to get out in the field when it comes down to it. Right. Yeah. Soil, I just love playing in the soil. Right. <laughs> That's right. And it's always soil. Never, ever call it anything else. Other than soil. <laughs> I learned that the hard way. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's, uh, it's been an, an enlightening, you know, 20 minutes here. And, and I thank you very much for your time and, and shedding some light on on both what you do for uh, for Borgo and and how that's kind of unique to the industry, but then also um, giving us a little bit of an outlook between our two industries of technology and agronomy and and maybe where we're going and and what's happened in the past and and how it just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, absolutely. There's uh, 
No, I, yeah, it's changed in the last 10 years. So I don't even, you know, exponentially, I think it's going to get even crazier moving the next, you know, from the past 10 to the next 10 is going to be uh, really exciting. So uh, I think yeah. there's a lot of stuff that's coming down the line that it is. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's quite extent, exciting from both, like you said, uh, agronomic, uh, technological, uh, mechanical even. Yeah. It will be quite interesting. And, in, you know, hopefully 20 years when we're, able to retire maybe 35 years um but whichever that when we look back on our time in the industry it'll be crazy to think what what we're talking about today or what we were learning 10 years ago when we were first both getting into this industry and and realizing where they are you know 20 or 30 years from now i think will be quite the shock when we when we're sitting there talking about the adaptation of variable rating and we have machines doing it all over the place or, or something along yeah. those lines that we yeah, it's fun to keep an eye on and fun to look back on for sure. Or or everyone gets frustrated. We're all back to the horse and plow here. We got to yeah. watch that out too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We never know where we're going to end up. But, but thank you for your time today, Curtis. Thank you very much for joining Talk on Talk to Agriculture. I know that I, I truly appreciated the insight and I, I'm sure that our listeners did as well. So thank you very much for joining us. Well, thank you very much for having me. And uh, yeah, appreciate it and look forward to the future. Awesome. Well, we'll catch up soon, Curtis. Thank you once again for tuning in to Talk on Talk to Agriculture. Uh, We look forward to having you next time. Take care, everyone.